0: Smith of the front office news we have a special podcast with a special guest today the Bearcats have hired their new head men's basketball coach Wes Miller and we have him on a podcast today Wes how you doing today
1: I'm doing good JT thanks for having me on
0: I appreciate you coming on man um I know when you got hired you know everybody was you know bum rushing you and I ran out of time that day. I tried to trap you down, but you you know, you had you know a million, million media members, you know, buying for your time. So I appreciate you taking a little bit out, taking a little bit of time out to talk to me. So
1: No, it's it's uh you know, you you know this, like when you when you get an opportunity like this, you, you know it's exciting, it's exhilarating, but you know that you can't possibly keep up with everything that's happened around you. So you try to do the best you can and Uh, try to be as smart as I've tried to be as smart as I can with my time, but sometimes things are coming in faster than I can respond (laughs) to them. And so there's been a lot of late nights already, like staying up, responding to texts and emails and trying to get back to phone calls and all that. Cause I've always taken a lot of pride in that, but it's been harder these, these last (laughs) two weeks than maybe any other time in my life. Uh, but I I appreciate you being patient. I'm glad we're getting a chance to connect.
0: No problem, man. But yeah, so like, have you been able to sleep? That's the question that we'll, we'll start it off with that.
1: <laughs> the, per, the first like five or six nights, I don't know how much sleep, I mean, maybe a couple hours here and there. And then it kind of hits you like you better get some rest or you're not going to be any good at your job. So yeah, it's, I, I prioritize that, uh, you know, I, I, maybe not, I'm not on a normal schedule yet, but I've made sure that I'm sleeping enough so I can be uh, fresh and, and recharged to start every day.
0: How important was it for you to hit the ground running? Because, you know, everybody knows before you got here, it was a lot of kids in the portal. I think you only had four kids under scholarship, maybe five when you first got here. Um, I know that didn't help with sleep because, you know, you had to, you know, hit the ball, hit the ground running on that part. How, how much how more relieved do you feel that now as you have a full roster that you can actually play five on five right now if you guys have practice? <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, you, you just said it. I mean, you know, the, it, obviously getting this job this late in the spring, you know, which I'm not I'm not complaining. I'm excited to get the job. But at the time that, that it's happened, uh, it's, it's less time to kind of try to put a roster together. And you mentioned the roster wasn't in a great place when I accepted the job. Um, so that was priority number one. And, and this, you know, priority number one is trying to secure the, the current players and make sure that we're on the same page, yeah. not just to get them back, but to make sure that we're on the same page with them. And then at the same time, trying to, to kind of form a team here in the office and, and get our staff together. So that's kind of all happening 1A, 1B. Um, and then, you know, obviously the next step is to figure out what's going on with that current roster, get this staff going, and then start adding guys to the roster so we can start putting a team together. And that's kind of all been happening, you know, as it quickly and swiftly, uh, but we're also trying to make sure we make we're not in a rush and we make the right decisions, because these are the kind of decisions that impact you for you know, the next two or three years. Um, so I'm, I'm pleased with some of the work that's been done to this point. I'm, I'm pleased that, you know, we have a, a nucleus of guys right now that I think I really believe in and I think believe in what we're all trying to collectively do together. And that's a good start. But there's still some work to be done there, JT. Like we we don't have a full roster, but you're right. We can play five on five now. And if yeah, <laughs> you give me the guys we got. I, I I like our chances and that type of thing.
0: And yeah. I know, you, you know, now you can play five on five. That's got to be a big relief. And then um, <laughs> so like with the remaining spots, do you, you know, in my opinion, you know, just like in general, just looking at it. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking you may be going size with the remaining, remaining slots, but I don't know, you know, it's just me looking at the size and, you know, who you have on board, but, you know, is, is that what you're going to try to attack on the, on the remaining spots that you think about adding, you know, possibly?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you know, I think you're, you have a good hunch there. I mean, I, you know, we, we don't want, uh, you know, Mike and, and David is playing center next year, you know, so, I mean, <laughs> Uh, or Micah or those guys. You know, we, like so. Um, w- we know we know we need to add some size to the mm-hmm. roster for what we have to do. Um, so that's been a priority in in recruiting here, and and again, like to me, it, obviously we want great talent and great players, mm-hmm. but we want the right talent and the right mm-hmm. players, and then the fit has to be good because you really do got to put a team together. Like it's mm-hmm. not just getting all these guys in a room and figure out a play like you want to get guys that fit into the right spots. And as, as you said, it's, it's pretty obvious that you look at kind of what we have right now, we're going to need to add some, some people on the front court to, to make sure that we have the right pieces to, to go out and be competitive. Like we expect to be.
0: And then um, just from the outside looking in, I, I thought it was very impressive that, you know, you came to a new place and your former players or people that you had contact with, you were able to get them, know to come aboard with you that the ones that you you know knew that were looking to to leave or whatnot um what what does that speak on like the culture that you had at uncg um that you had players that you know you feel that were on this level that you can get them to come or they would you know at least listen to you because some coaches they'll leave somewhere their player might be in the portal and then they might not even listen to their former coach but for you to have that connection with those former players or people that you had on board um, what does that say about your culture and what you like to do?
1: Yeah, we're we're really proud of what we did over the last ten years at UNCG, and it, it yeah, it, we put our heart and soul into that program for ten years, and there was a. It's not just me. I mean, it. There were a lot of people uh, that that put everything they had into that place, and there's a tremendous amount of pride now, and. That program and and what it meant to be a part of that program, and then you know for for me as a coach, it's and I've said this to the guys here, and I'll say this to every prospect we sit down with, it's going to start with with the relationships, right? Like it's going to start with the connection and the relationship, you know, between player and coach, between coach and coach, between player and player, and that's not something that just happens. I mean, you have to work at that. Obviously, you want a connection, but and you want to have some alignment or some shared values, but you have to work at that. And we really had people at UNCG that we had some very similar values, and we, you know, I think we were all were on the same page for the most part. And then we really worked at those relationships both ways. We, we did as coaches. Uh, the, the players did as players. And so there's some really neat things that happen when you get that kind of cohesiveness. And it took a while, but, w- but we had that over a long period of time. Um, so some of some of the guys that you've seen that are that are heading this way, it, there wasn't a lot of recruiting because we we've been family, you know, yeah. for a long period of time. And, and so even, you know, Jared Hensley and A.J. McGinnis, who are and I think I can I'm pretty sure I'm, in fact, I'm confident now I can talk about them publicly. because OK. okay. They <laughs> actually signed. So I'm not going to get myself in trouble. All right. But cool. <laughs> J- J- Jared Hensley and A.J. McGinnis were freshmen for me last year. And they obviously that was a shortened year because they didn't have the normal off season with us. You know, they came late in the summer. So I only had them at UNCG for a matter of months, but I, you know, they signed early. I'd recruited them for a long period of time. So we've been building relationships for, for, uh, you know, years now. And, uh, and, and so that was, there wasn't a lot of recruiting. It's like I did, we didn't tamper at all, but when they went into the portal, it was one phone call. Hey, you coming? Yeah, I want to come. Let, let's, let's go. Because I think, you know, we know what, what our relationship is and, and we know what, what this is all about. Um Certainly there was a little bit of conversation about that. The expectations should be a little different at Cincinnati yeah. than maybe they would have been at UNCG next year, just because the nature of the level changing mm-hmm. and some of the other players on the roster. Uh, but I think it's important to add uh, like AJ and Jared, who were freshmen who, Kind of a freshman again, yeah. uh, I think. You know, now we got guys that are going to be in the program for a long time. I know what they're about on a day-to-day basis and their work ethic. They have a they have a lot of ability and talent, um, and and then I think they're humble and, te- and good teammates. And they're going to come in here and they're going to be Bearcats. They're going to work their tail off every day. They're not going to be expecting anything to be given to them. And I think they'll fit pretty seamlessly into the rest of the group that's already here. You know, Hayden Kobal's a little different because he was a one-year player uh, with Mm -hmm. me coming from central Arkansas. He was a big time transfer a year ago. And he, you know, the whole plan with him was to come play for us one year at UNCG and then his eligibility's up and then go play professionally, which he'll have a chance to do. And in the middle of the season last year, he asked for a meeting or meeting probably, he asked (laughs) to go to dinner. And so we, him and I went to dinner and he dropped the bomb on me at dinner and just said, Hey coach, I, feel like I'm getting better at such an alarming rate and more than any other time in my career as a player. I, can I come back now that the NCAA has passed that rule to give us another year eligibility? And I mean, I almost fell out of my chair because he's <laughs> uh, he had such an impact on the game last year, even if the, the stats didn't always show mm-hmm. it with his ability to block shots, change shots, he can really move defensively. And then he's a threat uh, at seven foot to shoot threes and stretches mm-hmm. with the floor on offense. So he has an impact possession to possession. that doesn't always show up on a stat sheet. And he did improve in a really short period of time tremendously with us because he, he's, he's got a tremendous work ethic. So, um, you know, we were expecting to have him back. And as, as you said, you just mentioned it, you know, getting here and looking at some of the issues in the front court, mm-hmm. here's a guy that I'm confident in what we're going to get every single day. And he, he, he's going to help plug a hole right in the front court right away. So that was really natural, too. And I do believe that Hayden wanted to come back to UNCG for a year. But a lot of that had to do with the dynamic between, you know, coaching staff and player and, and, and kind of the, the culture, as you mentioned, that we had day to day. So I thought that was really natural. And then the other guy, John Newman. Um, and again, I think they've all signed now. So I believe yeah. I believe I'm good to go. But yeah. he, he. uh you know, John Newman um, d- did not play for me at UNCG. He was at Clemson the last three yep. years, and he was going to come play for us there. But I've known him since he was, you know, like this, this big type of thing. <laughs> He's from Greensboro, and my brother and him played on the same high school team, and I've known his family. So even though I didn't coach him, I felt confident, knew what he was about, and he added some size on the perimeter, like a, like a bigger yeah. wing that can guard the best wings in college basketball. And it's not – we don't have to take a guess we can watch the film and see that he's already done that at a really yeah. high level. And he's already had great moments and, you know, in really big time environments, yeah. whether it was a great game a couple of years ago at North Carolina or a great game against Duke and Cameron. So we, we believe that he's ready to compete at the highest level. So th- those were really natural because the relationships were already in place. And uh, I think those guys, two things, I think they're good enough uh, and, they, and they have the right, approach and work ethic and value system that will fit right into our our, what we're trying to do with our team here at Cincinnati Um, and then you know the second thing I think they'll fit into the dynamic of the current guys like Mm. the last thing I want is it to look like hey these are guys that coach (laughs) knows and has relationships with no we we want this all to fit seamlessly and now they're all they're all our guys yeah Um, and so I thought that was really important as we pieced these early pieces of this roster together this nucleus together
0: yeah, with that, with those people that are familiar with your style, um, do you think that'd be a big plus for the people that your new, your new, you know, um players, you know, the Micahs and you know, DDJ and uh, you know, Jeremiah Davenports, you know, having somebody that's familiar with your style, um, where they, you know, you know, something where they can uh use somebody as a springboard, you know, like a Hensley or um AJ, you know, because you know, you're even though um, you're staying, but you know they haven't um, went through the rigors with you yet. You know, so
1: no, I, I think I think having a peer that can you know say, hey, this is you know this is this is what coaches trying to get across, or mm-hmm. this is what's important. That I, I think that can only help in the locker room and help with the team dynamic. And again, I, I was I'm really cautious about the type of people that we add, mm-hmm. that they fit, and the guys that are coming in are really humble. that they they don't have expect like they don't they're not been promised anything or don't have any crazy expectations. So I think what you're saying, just being able to build relationships and bridges right away, I I, I think that'll happen really naturally based on two things. The the young people that are already here who I'm getting to know at a quick rate and seem to be about the right stuff. And then these guys that I've been around over a longer period of time, I I think they'll kind of all fit together seamlessly.
0: Nice. And okay, so now we'll, we'll go into your staff. So I know you've been, you know, you've been humping since since you got over here, you know, first with the players. And then, you know, lately, you know, staff members have been popping up. Um, how was that process? I know I realized, like just doing the research, everybody kind of has like former ties to you. But they went on to do, you know, bigger and better pl- things at, you know, certain places. But for you to be able to call on the, that group of people that, you know to build our staff here. I think that's pretty amazing, but, um, how, how was the process for you? Yeah, it was,
1: it was really easy with, uh, Andre Morgan and Mike Roberts and Chris Lepore, which, you know, were, I don't know when things get announced and they're official, but that yes. was, that was something that I had in my mind when I said yes to accept the job. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason that was easy is what you said. We, we, I've worked with each of them um so there's a trust there's a relationship there's an understanding of strengths and weaknesses and then the the four of us have actually worked together like we, we actually were on a staff together and I, I thought that was a really high functioning staff I thought it was a great team um I, we had a lot of fun together and I thought we accomplished some some really neat things together so that was really really natural uh to have each of those guys and as you mentioned you know, one of the neatest moments for me as a coach is Mike Roberts, who was my high school teammate in prep school, a lifelong friend. And then when I got the job at UNCG at 28 was the first person I called and said, come on, let's do this together. And neither one of us were ready or prepared or had any kind of experience for what we were undertaking. We screwed it up miserably. But then we worked together with a bunch of others and and were able to kind of build it into something we were proud of. It was really neat uh, that he got a chance to go back to Indiana as an assistant. Like that was a great moment for me that one of my guys got a chance to go back to his alma mater where he cared so much about the program and and be an assistant for Archie for two years. And then obviously that didn't go uh, well here at the end of the year, uh, unfortunately for him and that staff. And then Mike Woodson retained him. Uh, But it it made a lot of sense coming to Cincinnati. He has some Midwest ties, and he's been in this area, grew up in Terre Haute, Indiana. He played at IU. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, it made a lot of sense with our relationship. That was easy, to be honest. Um, Andre Morgan did an unbelievable job for me in in a two-year stretch, Uh, moved on to Middle Tennessee. And I always told him I thought it was a mistake, not because (laughs) I didn't think Nick was great at Middle uh, I, the money was way better. So, I always, <laughs> of course, I understood it yeah. for him and his family. But I, I always told him, I think you're making a mistake because we had something really neat going on. And it was nice to be able to reconnect with him and, and get him a part of it because I think he's a rising star in this profession. Um, and, I, and I felt that since the first two weeks we worked together at UNCG. Um, and then Chris Lepore is a really neat story because he came to me as a grad assistant and he did such a good job that after two years, I created, we created a position, you know, you go to the, went to the athletic director and said, Hey, we have, we have to keep this guy. He's that good. Um, He kind of is about all the right stuff. And we created a position for him. I don't even know what it's called. It was probably (laughs) $12,000 and no benefits. And he, you know, but he did that for a little bit and then moved into operations and then did a great job there and then moved into an assistant role and did a great job. He's another, like rising young star and coaching. So it was natural to bring him. I just think we need a little more experience of where we are now. And so he's going to come in the operations role here. Um, but the, those things were like JT, as you mentioned, really natural because of the previous working relationships. Yeah. And, and I do like that the four of us have all been together at one point. Yeah. So we're going to hit the ground running in that way. And then we're trying to work diligently to, to fill out the rest of the, the pieces of this staff. And we've taken a couple of good steps and, in that direction over the last couple of days.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I've, I've heard a few things. So, but I don't know if they're official yet, but I, yeah, I, I, like I'm, we're, we're like head down okay, right, right, right now. Right. So like when it's official and when it's all not, right. I shoot, I don't even
1: know. But, right. but yes, there's some, there's some good things in the work okay. here. And cool. we, we, you know, that last assistant spot to me, I wanted somebody that had a ton of experience at the high major level. Okay. Um, and had done it over a long period of time. And then obviously with, with me, it's always about, the alignment, the shared values, the un- being about the right stuff intrinsically, and I think we found—I don't know if I can talk about it or yeah, not—we <laughs> found somebody that yeah. I'm really excited about that I think will round out the the coaching part of the staff. Uh, yeah. out really well.
0: Yeah, Bearcat Nation was kind of was like it was like a bomb drop when that name popped up too. So I just let you know that. <laughs> well, now, now we all got to get to work. So I, yeah, I think for sure. I think we're gonna have a, a big time
1: staff. Sure. Uh, but now it's time to get to work and get some results.
0: For sure. For sure. So, um, we'll go, we'll, I'm going to go, well, no, I'm gonna ask this question. Let's go with this. So like, um, with, I know you probably haven't got a chance to think about scheduling yet, but are, are you thinking like you're out of conference scheduling? How do you kind of want to attack that? Or how did you tack it at UNCG?
1: It's, it's so important, right? It's, it's, and for so many reasons, scheduling is important. Um, at UNCG it's different because the program traditionally is in a different place. Um, you know, the, you're at a, you're at a, a different level.
0: Yeah.
1: And sense. so at UNCG, it was really important. You know, like I'm so excited now I, I walk around with this and, and this means something like everybody knows what this is, right. That, yeah. That's been, I want, always wanted to coach somewhere that like, like there was a that this was is what it is right um and so i'm in the airport and i don't need anything but this logo and everybody knows and that's that's really cool like i I have a ton of pride at uncg you know it's like you're in the airport and i I cannot tell you every single time i'm traveling or like outside of greensboro (laughs) hey what's the g stand for like what's uncg and it You know, you get so tired of that (laughs) um, because it's like, no, we're doing some things like this is a big time program. Um, And so anyway, like non-conference scheduling, a lot of what we were trying to do is get on the national stage. Mm -hmm. Like we really wanted to have moments that we would be on national television, that we were playing against blue blood programs. And we wanted to show we belonged with everybody. So that was a huge part of the way we attacked non-conference scheduling there. And if you if you go back and look, we played it. At Kansas or at Kentucky or, you know, uh, you know, we were always trying to play games like that, you know, or, you know, at Carolina, like that was always big to have those kind of games because we wanted to try to get our brand out there nationally, mm-hmm. and then and try to get in those environments, um, and then obviously you you want a good balance, you, you want to really challenge yourself in non-conference scheduling, uh, you you want some games where you can hopefully work through some things and mm-hmm. figure out some rotations and give guys opportunities. Um, so I, I've always wanted to balance in scheduling again, UNCG, there was some dynamics that we're, we're on the national stage here and we're going to play those games naturally. I mean, yeah. we're going to be in the biggest tournaments uh, we're going to be in some of the best non-conference environments. Um, so th- some of that stuff's already built in here, but I guess the long answer to, to your very <laughs> basic question is I think that some of the dynamics of scheduling at Cincinnati and UCG are very different. Mm-hmm. And I'm, we're working through that. What, what I will say is a lot of things are already in place. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, there, there are some games that we have to go schedule, but there were already a lot of games in place. I know that they announced the event that we'll be in in Kansas City yeah, yeah. Uh, with like Arkansas and Illinois and Kansas State. Like the, that stuff's in place. There's, there's stuff in place moving forward. And I think we still have a series with Georgia – that I we have to so. finish off from a year ago. I, I believe, uh, th- there's, there's a couple other big games like yeah, that. I know there's a, there's some kind of game locally that <laughs> I think play every year. I've heard a little bit about yeah. So, I mean, I just there's, heard some about things, there's yeah, I heard heard about, a little bit about that. Yeah, a little bit about but there, there's, there's some things that are already in place and then we'll, again, try to make sure we're challenging ourselves that we're showing that we can compete. And hopefully do more than compete with everybody in college basketball and then we're going to try to have some balance as well
0: all right so we know the the local game isn't getting canceled that that's you're here right it's still going you,
1: what... you dream about <laughs> you dream about coaching and playing in games like that right, like right I, for, for sure i mean I, I i get i got goosebumps thinking about that when i was interviewing that those are the types of this one of the greatest rivalries in sports and yeah um we'll, we'll embrace that i mean I, there'll be a I, listen i have a ton of the best rivalries is when it's two great programs. And and obviously, these are two great programs yeah. with a ton of history and tradition. So there's a level of respect, no doubt. But we're going to embrace it. And, you know, we're going to be thinking about that. when We're training in the summer, right? Hey, we're yeah. sitting here in the office till late at night. We're thinking about beating those guys. Hey. And so it, I'm, I'm looking forward to being a part of that.
0: Nice, nice. So on a lighter note, and I'm going to ask, I followed your social media. And you took a trip to Skyline. Did you like it? Was it indifferent? Like I'm, I'm pretty sure Bearcat Nation wants to know.
1: <laughs> I loved it.
0: You loved it? I loved it.
1: No, it was great. I and it's it, this is the thing. Like I get this incredible vibe from this community already. <laughs> and I'm basically walking from like the the, the hotel to the office right <laughs> now. And because you know there's just so much we're trying to do as yeah. we talk about in a short period of time. But like I just get this vibe from Cincinnati that is just so neat, so much pride here people really care about sports, which I love because I'm a sports <laughs> fanatic and a basketball fanatic, but people really care about being from Cincinnati. Like you can just sense that. So I, I'm, I guess what I'm getting to here, JT is I want to get out into the community. I want to meet people. I want to like learn the culture of the city. Uh, and I haven't had a chance to do enough of that yet. I will, but the, the skyline thing like had to happen like oh, that way yeah. like, we were, we're in the office here working and, and we've been having, people go grab food for us. Cause it's, it has been a whirlwind.
0: Yeah.
1: I, I grabbed some of the guys on the staff that were in here. I said, listen, we got to do, do this. I hear, I've heard skyline as much as I've heard anything since yes. I've been on the ground. And, and no, it, was, it was awesome. I, I was, it was good. Uh, I, I felt like I needed to work out the next morning. <laughs> you definitely. Definitely. So I don't know. I don't know how often I can do it because I'm <laughs> trying to stay in shape, but, uh, but no, I, 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 saw what all the fuss was about. And
0: we're all in. Nice. Nice. So my other, say see what well, other question well i'm gonna make a recommendation since you're a foodie type of guy when you get a chance go to alabama's fish bar
1: alabama's, alabama's fish, fish bar, bar. Done. It,
0: you can't sit in there you have to like go it's going to make you smell like fish so just be prepared like don't have like meetings afterwards or something because you're gonna be like <laughs> why you smell like that but uh, like the right type of place but it's legit so i'm just putting that out there I'll for say you it again alabama's Alabama. fish Bar. yep it's probably about five minutes from campus. It's a little bit oh. OTR, West End, so just be prepared. Definitely, gotta all check right. that out.
1: I'm taking any and all recommendations of local spots.
0: Okay, cool. Uh, in,
1: any and all. I, I want to get out all and right. find the spots. I, I am. A, I do love food. Uh, you know, I, I I always say to our players, like we're not trying to be normal, like we're trying to be yes. different than everybody because we don't want to be average and normal. <laughs> But I do love some normalcy here and there when I can get away from basketball. Okay. I'm looking forward to some of the normal stuff here in Cincinnati.
0: Cool, cool. Yeah, definitely check that out for sure. So, Chris, he posted you shooting at you guys' Midnight Madness. <laughs> so, if the Bearcats have one, do you, do we plan on seeing you in a three-point shootout? Tell you what, the Mason
1: Madsen <laughs> and I had a shooting competition, and and he beat me. And I'm still, I'm still a little pissed off. About it. <laughs> um, I, I can't, I can't, I don't play basketball anymore, sadly, cause I, I love to play. I, I love basketball and I, I miss playing every day. Uh, but I can still shoot. And I take a lot of pride in that. And the only guy that ever beat me in a shooting competition that I coached was a guy named Francis Alonzo. And he scored about 2000 points for us at UNCG. Okay. And he's having a heck of a career in Europe right now. Um, so I told Mason that's a pretty good sign for him, yeah. uh, but I'm 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 pretty pissed about it. So I'm the round again. Another long-winded answer to a very simple question is I have no idea, but I got to figure out how to beat these guys with nobody in the stands before I get try to do it with, with the place packed out and midnight madness. But no, I, I love to shoot JT. I, uh, that's kind of been something I've had pride in with with players and is just just being able to still kick their tail in that. But uh, we we may have some guys here that shoot it too good. I might be out of my league, but I'm going to keep I'm going to keep working at it.
0: You just got to go in there. You got to sneak a few few sessions in on them and then just be like, hey, ever ever
1: since he beat me, I've been practicing. (laughs) Every time I walk through the gym, I start practicing because I'm not okay with that.
0: Yeah, You got to get a few shots up. You got you got to sneak attack them. Next time you see him, be like, Hey, shoot. You <laughs> got to let him right. warm I gotta up. get back, get back to work. Don't let him warm up. Coach. You just got to, you got to sneak attack. Him. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Cool, man. So that, that's, that's, that's it, man. That's all I have for you today. So, um, I greatly appreciate your time. Um, you know, I know Bearcat Nation is going to eat this, this pod up for sure. Oh. And, uh, oh, uh, appreciate you, man. No, I'm, I'm happy to do it, man. I appreciate you, you made it easy on me.
1: So, uh, i uh appreciate it. that was, that was fun so we'll, we'll do it again
0: Ooh, that sounds like a plan